bruce willis was dead the whole time there were two killers luke that's your daddy the robot did it snake was a good guy he really wasn't cheating they was in purgatory the whole time what everybody dies verbal kent is kaiser so say they killed old yellow oh my god everybody in this tyler perry movie got aids spoiled movie reviews hey welcome to another episode of spoiled movie reviews on the blackout tips premium podcast network i'm your host rod joined as always by my co-host karen and we are here to talk about a movie you've either seen don't ever plan on seeing or don't care that we spoil it because we spoil the movies and today's movie is none other than pets uh the secret life of pets 2 uh which we will get to in a second but uh with the format lately we've been talking about trailers that we see before the movie then we talk about the movie and review it tell you if it's good or it's bad rate it and lastly we get to your comments which we do have several comments on the website let's first get to um the trailers the so we've been going to this new theater um a couple of times i saw john wick here mm-hmm. and they open it up and i don't know if it's done yet i don't know what exactly the plan is like the first row of seats we sat in the first row in this one um in this one smaller theater mm-hmm. and i felt like the seats were a little too close compared to the, 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 the first time yeah i think the other one the movie the theater was larger and it yeah. was a little pushed for the back but uh you know i've been kind of trying it out to see what it's like and stuff and in this one they had t- tables on in the front row mm-hmm. but i don't know what the tables are for really because they can't move Mm-mm. you can't really eat off of them while you're sitting there you'd have to like sit all the way back up to eat i, I don't but well, i just set my hat and glasses on it but i don't, I don't know what that's about anyway mm-hmm. um <laughs> uh, something neat to put up there but what i did like and i don't know if it's just because it's a kids movie or if it's just this new theater but they showed a lot less trailers even even before last time we went the the the, the traders were shorter yeah i mean that's a big selling point like the chairs might not be as comfortable as the one we go to but man cutting about five ten minutes off them trailers this one's about 15 minutes shorter yeah and then the other thing too i noticed um was um the line is so much shorter to get your food Mm -hmm. to get inside the theater they didn't even check our tickets which i thought was Mm -hmm. weird Uh, like i don't know if that's a thing that's gonna happen all the time or if there was an accident mm-hmm. but yeah we walked straight into the theater because i seen the uh people before us i think the cashier was like ripping the tickets and we didn't have any paper tickets yeah. but she didn't even ask right we just walked right in got our food and walked right in anyway uh here are the trailers we saw as a kids movie so we saw kids trailers uh my spy which is uh the the the, the, the another one of those movies that uh drax the destroyer is in yeah i um, won't be seeing it uh two spies in disguise which was um will smith Smith. it gets he's a it's an animated movie will smith's a secret agent that gets turned into a pigeon Mm -hmm. karen uh i don't know i I think i might see it i I enjoyed it from what i seen yeah um i don't know i look i don't it didn't sell me angry birds 2 no No. door the explorer i'm not going to see this no uh, it looks like a cross between tomb raider and jumanji and i don't know why they're doing this to door it's terrible 
yesterday which is the movie about the dude that the whole world forgets that the beatles existed so he starts taking credit for all their songs i, I, I that movie looks so fucking ridiculous but i'm telling you something about the fact that they got the rights to all the beatles songs makes me feel like that shit's gonna do numbers like uh, or right, or it's yeah, gonna yeah, get yeah. critical acclaim from a, yeah, going from people Oscars. that yeah like just the nostalgia of i want to hear beatles songs that's how it feels to me yeah and and it's no shade for the beatles but the beatles for my time i'm aware and i know the music but i haven't really sat down and consumed it like that it reminds me of queen the the last movie they had with the the queen um biopic bohemian mm-hmm. rhapsody and it's not to say the movies are necessarily bad but they get an overrating from critics who are just old academy people and shit who are like i like queen music i want to hear more queen songs right and i'm like but they didn't make a good movie Mm-mm. anyway uh and lastly was abominable a dreamworks production which i think is about a girl uh she's asian um i think she stays with her grandma maybe and um a yeti is she finds a yeti on the rooftop of her her building that she said with grandma and decides i'm gonna go ahead and uh try to roll uh with this yeti and get it back home and take a, a adventure what you think about this trailer <laughs> it looks beautiful but i don't think i'll be going to see it um i might see this it kind of reminded me a little bit of kubo and the two strings uh now, not to compare the two asian ones okay but, now I, I enjoyed that one uh i don't know it looked like it could be good i might wait to see a review first but i don't know that one i was like i could see this being being straight you know so um all right let's get to our review of this movie the secret life of pets too uh continuing the story of max and his pet friends following their secret lives after their owner leaves them for work or school each day basically the plot to this one is max max's owner meets a man he chops her cakes down to smithereens Mm -hmm. and gives her a, a gut full of chuck they have a baby named liam and it's how does max adjust to them having this new baby how does max adjust to his new role as the baby's protector and me the b story is uh captain snowball played by kevin hart um basically goes on a mission with gidget played by jenny slate uh to save a tiger from uh a evil like zoo circus owner like like abusive dude that wants to train the tiger to do tricks and shit so that's basically the whole plot um of course everyone gets saved i mean it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to uh spoil these movies i guess stay after the credits for kevin hart's uh panda remix at snowball that's about Uh, all we got but uh karen what give me something you liked about this it was short and i loved it. it i don't even think it did it clock 90 minutes uh i want to say it was like right on the precipice of 90 minutes like an hour 26 or something okay cause it yeah did, hour 26 because it didn't feel like 90 because basically what the movie started at 6 30 we was out by 7 40 yeah and now the movie started at 6 oh 6 okay when we started at 6 we was out by 7 40 you can't beat that yeah it was short and yes. i did like that and it didn't do the thing that a lot of these movies do where especially um and i know people love this it's not the shit on it but uh pixar does it a lot where they know the movie's short it's an hour 20 minutes and then they put like a fucking 15 minute uh like mini movie in the front and i'm like i actually don't need that 
like Mm-mm, i didn't come for this. i actually came for a toy story um so you know not that those are bad but you know i don't need the lot the, the volcanoes falling in love i could i could do just moana and be good with it um but yeah so uh this one just gives you straight to the business and mm-hmm. in and out i did appreciate the runtime agreed um a thing i liked Patton aswalt as max um people forget in the first one max was actually played by louis ck oh i forgot that yeah so ah. <laughs> uh one of the reasons that i think it's kind of dope that the movie um did this um uh because you know I, people have always talked about like when men do fucked up things um what we can't we you know we can't we can't have this guys we got, well, they're too important we can't do anything to them this movie basically says uh we'll switch out louis ck and pat Oswalt didn't miss a beat did not miss a beat just as funny if not funnier just as plucky and all that adorable and all that stuff and uh, i thought he did a great job with the role didn't miss louis ck even a little bit uh what about us did you like i like the fact that it was bright and colorful i really like the colors uh did they use the outfits particularly with the bunny the outfits that they use yeah they had snowball dressed as captain snowball yeah a superhero and um he was going around like doing all kinds of superhero shit um i love that uh matter of fact for me snowball uh kevin hart is really good at snowball um he kills that role funny how louis ck got canceled out of his role but you know in all fairness uh kevin hart didn't you know like uh, there's levels to i guess offensiveness mm-hmm. and people have found kevin hart's offensiveness to not be as fucked up as obviously harassing mm-hmm. and sexually predator mm-hmm. being a sexual predator towards women um but yeah kevin hart was so funny he's so great in this role um he's so silly his great voice acting um the character is funny i mean they had a fight with him and that juggling monkey has stole the show to me yes the kung fu he's making all the kung fu sounds and stuff and um like he's he's low-key kind of the star of this series in a way he is but max the dog gets top billing over snowball because it's kind of more about him but it wouldn't be funny without kevin hart Mm-mm, what else be. oh sorry uh, uh, uh no i didn't know i mean the next thing it, it was actually funny it was very very funny mm-hmm. from the fights with snowball to snowball's like imagination mm-hmm. to the cats mm-hmm. like the whole thing uh what it was just a lot of funny stuff going um with max going to the vet mm-hmm. you know um i really enjoyed uh the funniness of it yeah it's funny um too because they still were able to keep all the cute pet shit from the last one in it mm-hmm. you know to me the funniest stuff was like the cat lady yes. um and the house full of cats and then uh the you know um gidget having to learn to be a cat that was hilarious and catching the red dot from the laser scope and becoming the chosen one like all that stuff was really funny um and you know if there's anything you don't like about the movie literally give the scene three five minutes and it's on a different scene Mm -hmm. with different jokes about different animals and stuff so i actually was really a really big fan of um of just like the humor um like when when she when the old lady runs over the bad guy and stops the car and they're playing annie up 
yeah and she rolled the windows down she got shades on at night like that's so funny to me huh. uh snowball's obviously funny yes um gidget's very funny uh rooster played by harrison ford that's who that was because i said i know who that dog i've heard that voice before like it's a tough old country dog he's funny tiffany haddish as daisy was funny yes like everybody really did their thing in my opinion um so i was really impressed with yeah i I agree it was very funny uh let's see was there anything else i liked um Uh, nick kroll is sergey um the bad guy oh that's who played the bad guy Mm -hmm. okay yeah uh i just nick kroll is just a talent that we just do not appreciate enough Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. he's uh, very talented and very very funny funny dude um so uh he's great in uncle drew he's great in this he's great in um god what's the movie where the food realizes it's gonna die and they go on an adventure he's in that shit too um oh, oh what was that called the one with the hot dogs yeah oh man well, i know exactly what you're talking about yeah but he's good he's just good in everything man i'm just a big fan of his and as soon as i heard that russian accent i said yo i think it's sausage party that's it i was like yo i think that's my man <laughs> and it was and he killed it so um yeah big fan of that dude uh what was the other thing you were gonna say karen family i like the fact the book about family uh because it was hilarious at the beginning uh max and them uh it, they had a single owner well max had a, a single owner and his friend had a single owner mm-hmm. not realizing they was gonna get together but there was another dog that was like hey you know when you get humans around and they start having kids Talking about you'll never be the same. And, you know, Matt's like, I'm cool, I'm cool. Then he went from that till this child is terrorizing me to I just love this child and I, I have to keep the baby safe, you know. And he was going through anxiety, separation anxiety and things like that, which which I which I can see dogs were actually going through that. And so it was interesting watching him go through his journey and becoming just, just stronger and, and just that family bond, that family knit uh that core group yeah i think also like that underlying message of family togetherness um change especially um the message the the lesson for max which was that change and worry and being neurotic and anxious and stuff um you know it's something that you can uh you don't have to worry about everything you don't have to Mm -mm. let it paralyze you and sometimes you just have to go out there and act brave and put on a brave face because if not then you'll just always be constantly in fear and i kind of did like that like he Mm -hmm. felt he had something to protect and it was just making him so anxious and neurotic so uh yeah i liked all that stuff that was that was a dope lesson um it was just adorable anything else it was adorable and you and and to kind of piggyback on some of the other stuff i actually love the farm just the animals mm. at the farm the cows the cow the was pig. hilarious the cow was hilarious the uh Mexican walked up and they was like moo he was like i mean she was like moo moo like oh i'm a dog i'm a dumb no, dog she, t- she turned around and said woof woof and yeah, she said, woof, woof. And doing a dog impression yes which was fucking hilarious so the the farm was like a scene itself which was actually really good yeah they could have made a whole movie off of just going to the farm 
you know right like just the difference between the city dogs and the country dog and the the fox and uh all the stuff that was out there in the city uh compared to you know it was almost like city slickers but they condensed it to 10 minutes instead of two hours so mm-hmm. um yeah I, I was really uh i really thought the farm part was great too anything else no okay was there anything that you did not like no okay um let's see um let's see i liked i really like this movie but i mean there are things i could see people kind of not liking obviously i mean it's a kids movie so if you came in expecting some really deep highbrow type of shit that's not Mm -mm. gonna happen Mm -mm. uh so um and then of course the dogs i mean it's some of the same pet gags you know it's it's a, a hairball it's a dog trying to get a chew toy it's mm-hmm. uh you know i mean you know there's not a lot of new here Mm-mm. so if you didn't enjoy the first one or if you're expecting them to like innovate on the first one Mm-mm. you're not gonna get that this is kind of reminds me of and this is not blasphemy but it kind of reminds me of the whole toy story thing where toy story is basically the same fucking story four movies now you know just gonna get rid of these toys isn't that sad you gotta grow up and but toys bring us wonder and joy you know like it's Uh, it's kind of the same uh, thing and that's kind of what this movie is to me is kind of like you know the same like oh these pets we just love them and then it's like what if pets could talk and all that type of shit mm -hmm. um and there's not a lot of you know um it's not a lot of depth to it and the fact that uh unlike the first one it doesn't feel like all the stories are headed to the same place like they feel almost segmented and separate like separate storylines and then of course they they do all of course head you know eventually wrap up together in a way but it's very much like look at this gag look at this it looked it felt like a hour and 20 minute um cartoon network like teen titans type of vibe to me okay agreed and i and it doesn't bother me but i just want to give a fair warning to people that walk in the theater expecting this to be either a repeat of part one which i don't think it was no or um or kind of like uh one singular story it felt like it was about three stories uh, yeah the dog uh gidget getting that busy bee back uh then uh captain snowball friend the tiger and um of course max learning to overcome his his anxiety so it's like three different stories they do kind of mesh mesh together at the very end but yeah it's not very it's not the deepest thing in the world oh no 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 it's it's not um so yeah i uh i liked it and let's go ahead rate it zero to five i would actually give this one a four i enjoyed it i think i really liked the first one a lot more than Mm -hmm. this one but it it is opening weekend yeah i think i would give it a three which i think is like matinee um but like it is um but to be honest it's the perfect matinee movie because mm-hmm. it's so short yes you like be you'll be in and, and out. out of that it'll still be sunlight when you walk out of that theater I, we were shocked that's why i walked out going oh this was short the sun's still up like and if you have kids and stuff i can't speak for the actual kids but it's the kind of movie that as an adult you won't get bored because it's so short they're changing plot plots up every five minutes 
and it's over before you even just can even get ready to get bored yeah and if you have a ch- child with short attention span this is a perfect movie for them and i you know that's one reason one thing i do like about going to see kids movies there's very few kids movies that drag most kids movies be trying to get you in and out even our previous for 15 minutes it was like nope we know the kids can't be here all day and we'll be having kids crying at the theater get them in and out right so yeah um that's kind of how um i would probably give it a three out of five and i think you know but it's worth checking out you know i'm sure people with kids will fucking watch this a million times on Mm. netflix or whatever you know they will all right you guys left us some comments let's go ahead and get into them we'll start with the uh newest movies first and move to the end uh so got godzilla king of monsters oh my god (laughs) sandler agony says what a putrid movie this was it's like anything america touches out of their purview uh it has to be something that caters to the american mindset the writers of this movie is the writing of this movie is terrible so is the plot the actors tried for the most part especially ken watanabe who deserved much better yeah i would just like to note also this is why i go up for pacific rim Mm -hmm. because i just don't think it gets enough credit but like pacific rim does the mech slash like um uh kaiju like formula and they take that shit back over to japan like it all culminates over there because that's where the fuck that it belongs yeah almost, it belongs right? over there because those are the people who came up with it that's what it was an homage to you know like i love that they speak japanese it's like half the fucking film and shit like you know and yeah you got american and british actors and stuff like that i get it you know i'm not trying to say you know i'd recognize the issues of if we only cast asian people from japan and shit nobody will want to watch it at all in america but nobody's really watching it in america anyway come on so you know you got to play some credit to it and i and that's part of the reason i'm so excited about those movies and 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 when people don't like those movies it's normally because they don't like the genre it's not like they wouldn't have liked any movie like that to be honest i fucking like those movies and these godzilla movies i'm willing to like these movies but they always take they americanize it we gotta fucking be in madison square garden we gotta be in fucking boston we gotta like who like who's making these decisions nobody cares we got to and the thing is with uh pacific rim they actually pacific rim oh pacific rim sorry Mm -hmm. pacific rim they actually had a storyline about the people that was actually fucking interesting yeah godzilla was fucking boring but it was interesting because they were the people that were going to fight godzilla and they had mech suits i mean kaiju and they had mech suits and they like it was it was right it was interesting in a way that just americans like interest is we need a white family at the center of this so no one's gonna care like get the fuck out of here nobody's gonna care regardless all right but my thing with the plot of this movie is the people who made this movie can't help but cater to the human character center to human characters they can't help it for example during the jidora and godzilla fight at the end when the camera zooms in on their collision the fucking movie goes back to these uninteresting people who are there to be the world heavyweight champion fuck-ups of the world oh that was another thing Mm -hmm. i forgot to mention during our review y'all the fact that they let this white man take over the military i don't understand like they went and got this white man out of whatever cave he was in he told them kill all the kaiju he don't want to help the second godzilla shows up he's like turn off the defenses turn off the guns open up the shields 
and they fucking did it mm-hmm. no like, questions asked they supposed to also be experts at dealing with this shit right they created monarch this big ass group that's been doing this for decades apparently and this one white man can walk in and just in a very serious hush tone tell them what to do and they're like turn off the turn off the guns do what he says i'm like what well, get out of here i would have enjoyed the fights if the movie didn't feel like they had to shoehorn them in but it dragged because it drags an already worthless movie down speaking of which vera formiga's character was trash infinity man using the big ass monsters to save the world really ma'am really charles dance also deserved better by the way he was a good bad guy in a useless movie like you said on pregame rod they can keep them that godzilla versus kong movie and put it on the back burner right i was so excited about that movie i thought south kong skull island and now i completely i want i want him traded i want kong traded to the uh <laughs> pacific rim franchise uh for draft picks and cash considerations um and lottery picks y'all can keep godzilla trade kong to pacific rim uh we'll probably get more shitty ass senate hearings out of it and badly timed jokes yeah them city <laughs> sitting here is so bullshit there was no purpose for those you saying guys they're gonna be our pet i say we will be his oh i got a phone call gotta go right and just leave it in the middle of the meeting apparently this wasn't as and, important as and, the scene and, and then show them monster porn what the fuck is this <laughs> yeah here's some monsters slapping dicks together all right y'all have a good one we blurted it out for you good grief uh, so it's such a bad bad movie bad ideas i i just hate that they don't try and i'm not blaming anybody because i know you know you're gonna see i do this all the time i see what i can get if this is what i can get and this is my genre i'm gonna see it but i think this movie didn't even make that much money it didn't good so it, it hopefully they might take a lesson from this and say let's craft a better movie because this is disgusting because that king kong was excellent why because that king kong was what most people fucking wanted it's almost like y'all don't know what people want with, with when it comes to godzilla we got some comments on ma turk says hi guys ma is the first octavia spencer movie i have ever seen because like karen i do not support black women no <laughs> shout outs to octavia for getting her producer credit if they won't give us the roles we want we may as well make money creating our own products come on i really like this movie because octavia played a role that usually goes to white dudes which i guess makes sense because white men are the vast majority of mass murderers i like that her daughter got to be a hero also i like that the kids felt like kids they weren't really stupid but just let fun cloud their judgment until they got uncomfortable which is something kids really do the last psycho movies i recently watched were the intruder and acrimony dennis quaid and taraji were so extra with their performances that it was both hilarious and also a turnoff sue ann really worked for me as a villain because her motivation was steeped in believable real life issue bullying at school instead of being crazy for seemingly no reason like the other two villains oh yeah i guess you could say she had better motivation although i mean she was killing motherfuckers so it's kind of like she was killing them up a lot of people get bullied she took it to the extreme um (laughs) but i mean would movie would be boring as shit if she was just in therapy right come on (laughs) she was actually trying to get her life together yeah my favorite thing about the movie is they actually left her alive at the end and we might get a sequel i would watch it Mm -hmm. it would only cost five million to make it in may 18 also Ooh, made all this money back in some more. also shouts out for 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 only having male nudity and a penis shot it's about time we got genital equality peace start come on that's true we did see that dick 
i was kind of surprised they went there i was like oh, is she about to show the dick oh that was about to get chopped off so i don't know <laughs> now that is one time i turned my head i actually saw um someone on twitter that was a black woman that was upset at mob she didn't even go see it but she was upset that the movie came out and she was like why does hollywood keep making black women evil in these movies and i'm gonna be honest y'all i don't know what the fuck she's talking about right like i you know i i I don't engage on twitter with stuff like that anymore If if i disagree i just privately disagree save it for my show save it for you know some another place another time offline conversations but they i don't know of a lot of movies like with black women like this this these parts normally go to white women yes they do or white men and white women you know not black women um Mm -hmm. maybe even black men you know like uh no good deed and shit like very rarely in um what's the other one in the perfect guy but very rarely do we get like the black woman crazy it felt like that kind of commentary people have whenever like a black struggle movie comes out and then they i was about to say the same thing you it's it's, it's like because i know i was guilty of this you actually claiming something a fact that it's not and the reality is you're not going to go see it anyway so you're not the targeted audience so you feel a certain way which is what's keeping you from seeing it but then the facts of it don't don't count because especially now with black cinema and black um you know and black um like uh uh movies and tv there's a myriad of types of roles and characters you can choose not to watch these and they can still exist for those of us who do want to watch them but this is not an archetype that is common i'm not saying this never happened before obviously this happens all like you know there obviously there's so many roles in hollywood there's nothing new or original certain things happen but like there's some sometimes it's like i don't want to see a black woman that's a maid i don't want to see a black woman that's an executive i don't want to see a black woman that's a slave i don't want to see a black woman that's a cop i don't want to see a black woman that's over sexualized right, i don't want to see a black woman that's fat i don't want to see a black woman that's funny and fat i don't want to see a black woman that's it's like well there's actually a lot of roles out there and you can watch those yeah and also the the, the thing is and i've just come to the conclusion and, and this is just how i feel some people don't know what they want they actually don't know what they want because you want us to be represented you know in movies and, and stuff like that you want to see our faces but yet you want to dictate how we're viewed because of white people right and so at the end of the day you have literally bought into white supremacy because equality is letting us be subpar mediocre and even fucking terrible at something that's true equality a lot of people don't understand that part of the equality part Mm -hmm. the equality part is the average of mediocre black woman actually getting overpaid a black man getting overpaid to do these roles that they probably don't deserve or terrible at the acting but they still keep getting these roles to me the way i see equality that's how i view it and uh to piggyback on what you were saying before about the movies i used to feel like that about black movies but the about black um i guess uh like slavery movies and Mm -hmm. things like that but uh, the reality is they don't actually come out that often right and the thing is i only complained when it came out because every time it came out it re-reminded me and it rebought that pain up right and that's the reality of it it's just re-reminding you but in reality the bulk of the time you're not complaining because the shit ain't out there for you to complain about right and it's like and it does us a disservice i think well that's a whole different discussion I, correct that but but in this case i just saw that tweet and i was like that's not actually true but i didn't feel like arguing about it and 
you know you definitely don't want to be on the side of the argument that's like you know this is not happening when you're talking to a black woman so i'll just you know because then people with social media being public people will jump in your shit even if you're telling the truth because it's like we have to validate people's feelings yeah, they don't, yeah, they feelings don't, over yeah. facts and all that right, shit and i don't and I, about the truth and i think she was just kind of venting but there's not a lot of mom movies no there's not you know like the like i can think of rule movies with bad or evil black women in them but they're not the majority of roles for black women uh anyway logan two times one said oh amaya says hey y'all thank you for reviewing this movie i wanted to go see it but not by myself i asked my sister and she said she wants to but she's scared that those white kids are going to kill her and she wouldn't be able to handle that lol we're both down for seeing white kids get messed with but now i can tell her she can come see it with me love y'all amaya i never thought about using the spoiled reviews for that that's good yeah that's cool mm-hmm. now you know if she dies or lives so you don't have to worry about it right sailor agony says good to see octavia spencer doing roles that are different ma was funny fucked up and psychologically crazy i laughed at a lot of parts that i shouldn't have laughed at and then some the length was perfect told a basic but relatable story and was accompanied by a solid young cast also did y'all know that the guy who directed this film directed the help his name is tate taylor even though i hated that movie this shit makes up for it it had a good time I wonder, mm. I wonder even trying to, I wonder even trying to like, you know, get back into good graces or something and be mm. like, I gotta, I gotta direct a better movie so these black people won't cancel me again. Guarantee you. Aladdin, we got two comments on this. Nahan87 says, I really liked Aladdin. I got hit with a wave of nostalgia as soon as Arabian Night started and then got hit with hope when the lyrics weren't racist. I thought Naomi Scott and Will Smith did an amazing job. I actually liked Mina Musa as Aladdin only because in the animated movie, Aladdin to me was more forgettable than all the other characters in the movie and I didn't think he was a good singer either. So Mina Musa's weak singing was kind of similar to the animated to me. My favorite scenes in this one were the Prince uh, Ali performance and then right after that I thought when they were meeting the Sultan and Jazzy for the first time that was hilarious. I was surprised to learn the whole scene was improvised. Ooh, I didn't know that. Mm-mm. The dance at the party was really good too and, this, and considering Naomi Scott and Mina Musai aren't dancers, they did an amazing job. I just really enjoyed the movie and it hit me in all the nostalgia feels. I'm looking forward to The Lion King now. And then uh, we got an update from Nehan who says so the soundtrack came out today and y'all were definitely right about mina musai (laughs) about mina musai singing lol i'm pretty sure i was blinded by how he hot he is in the movie so definitely had a bias yeah i i hated to say it because i I don't have no problem with 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 him you know what i'm saying but i think Peebo bryson did the like the original uh, well he did the song song the whole new world yes i don't know in the movie did they just put that in or is that i don't remember okay that might be on the soundtrack i'm sorry like he might not have sung in the movie movie yeah Yeah, i don't know i don't yeah i i really don't know the answer to that but anyway he definitely on that soundtrack Mm. you can hear it you're like oh oh baby Mm -mm. oh baby no baby no Mm -mm. Mm. and it wouldn't be so bad if um if uh naomi scott wasn't so good and she didn't blow like she's so good she can really sing and he he like he just got out of theater school logan says uh iman says took my daughter eight and her friend to see it last week they really loved it aladdin since the first trailer my daughter was calling it the princess jasmine movie the the actress who played her really held her own and i'm glad they gave her two moments to sing solo my daughter noticed they shortened the whole new world song yeah 
Yeah, I mean, I don't blame him for shorting <laughs> it because, I mean, he really couldn't sing. Like, yeah. trying to be funny. They cut off right for the time for him to blow. Come on. They was like, all right, flying copy, take him back. But I'm not sure if the song itself was short or just the sequence was short. And the original film had them going a lot of different places and stretches out the song a bit. I agree that Will did a great job. And no matter who they gave the role to, it would have been a Herculean task to of how to do the role justice after robin williams blew it out the park i'm also glad they gave him a love interest listening to the review reminded me of how much younger i am than y'all lol watching the film i realized i'm still too close to the original overall the film had some nice moments and changes love that they gave jasmine agency and a goal other than not wanting to be married the prince ali song was just as great as the original one but i'm giving it to the younger people and older people who aren't as endeared to the original like i still am um uh this was a nice film but i'm not in love with it like my daughter or my little or little sister oh and the costumes were amazing in mine yeah i never thought about the age thing maybe we are just old and not attached to but but in all fairness man i just really uh there's like a, a just certain type of disney i don't think i've ever been that attached to disney films cartoon animated ones in general like i'm not a like a lot of kids my that when i was growing up they rewatched those films all of them yeah i, I think for me one i watched over and over but I, it was two that i watched repeatedly like i've seen the majority of them but the two that I watched the most on repeat was Lion King and Toy Story. I think I had them both on like VHS or Betamax or something. And I like think that. Toy Story was Pixar, not Disney at the time. Pixar uh, got bought by Disney. Okay, we did Lion King. Lion King was the one I literally watched on repeat. I'm pretty sure if you go through the catalog, there might have been some more that I watched on repeat, but the, I really watched the Lion so King. So I'm gonna, I mean, I'm sure I'm older than you or whatever, but I'm gonna push back a little bit on it being an age thing for me specifically because I just don't, I'm not into these movies in the way that i find most people are into disney when we were kids right i i never owned a disney movie as a kid not Ah, one i own transformers the movie gi joe the movie i watched those at infinitum but i never fucking got into stuff like um the princess and the frog i've never i've never even seen that one i don't think i've seen princess and the frog uh dumbo i saw once i didn't see mulan until this year like it's not because i yeah i know but it's not because it wasn't my time like all my friends are going to see it i just haven't been interested in these aladdin was 1992 that's prime time for me to be going to see this type of movie i may have seen it one time and was like all right i'm good you know i think aladdin had a cartoon series that came out after it it did and i probably saw that more than i saw the fucking movie you know bambi i may have i've seen once yeah once uh, for me. beauty and the beast i don't remember if i ever saw that uh animated peter pan from 1953 i may I've have seen, seen once I've seen peter pan. the jungle book i may have seen once i've seen that uh i've seen fantasia a few times but it's like an acid trip i don't know what the fuck that movie's about <laughs> uh the cartoon fox robin hood i've seen once or twice and never can't remember the plot it's just and i think my cousin used to watch it all the time and i just go outside like it's just i just think i never was attached to disney in the way that so many people were and but when i go back and watch them i do go oh okay these these were good moments but they're not cultural nostalgic moments for me right and i think it just depends on a lot of things that you're that that, uh you're into i'm not gonna say you're different but you know that just wasn't your thing like the lego the original lego movie came out everybody loved it you like this ain't my thing because like you said it's that nostalgia like i loved the first one 
mm-hmm. you know because like i said i love legos and it's something about nostalgia that makes people uh remember things that they was a child but when you go back and watch them y'all some of that stuff would have been that good yeah i just wanted to to just make it clear mm-hmm. that's all just i don't think for me specifically it's an right. age thing because even the movies that came out during my time i was like all right like the, even the ones i liked I, I saw them in the theater one time was like cool lilo and stitch that was great and i never see it again you know the same for me with that one yeah but it's a great movie mm-hmm. um anyway uh I, I do try to go back and watch some i saw mulan for the first time this year because i watched it on uh, netflix um i guess i could have did a review of it but who the fuck want to review a, a movie that came out in 1998 you know what yeah, man? Be amazed. People go back and watch i don't want to i don't want to it'd be some super fan ass nigga I, anyway yeah um and lastly we had john wick where we got a new comment from iman who says shaking my head at myself first off i love this movie and now that ramadan is over i'll probably go back and watch it again but i totally fell asleep near the end when he got back to the hotel after getting out the desert i was already tired and we went to see a late movie but once they had the moment of a long conversation i fell right to sleep lol and woke up with mark DeCoscos was dying damn you missed a lot of good shit jesus you were tired baby this is why i don't go to the movies tired no y'all. i don't y'all if i'm tired i'd be like not tonight because because I, I i i don't know if it's a money thing or i just i i, I mean even if i have the money I, I i i get so mad at myself i don't get mad at the movie like i know a lot of people blame movies when they get sleepy but like they'll be like the movie was so boring i fell asleep on it but i don't do that i i watch a boring movie even if you know like because i spent mm-hmm. my motherfucking money so right. i'm gonna watch it so i sit up front because i ain't falling asleep right. you ain't getting my money i ain't coming here to sleep in the ac i could have stayed at home for that shit come on but um like i remember i fell asleep during hellboy 2 because i went to play ball and then i was like oh, i got time i'll go to the theater too and i really didn't take a nap or nothing i went to saw the shit straight away you know it's a slower movie mm-hmm. you know but um but even with it being slower like i just kept oh because oh, you was already up. tired right. right i watched the last hellboy which sucked and didn't fall asleep in it and it was boring it was way more boring than the other first than the first two but it's just something about the motherfucking like i was so mad at myself for falling asleep so yeah i i don't know how y'all go to the movies knowing you tired i tell these niggas y'all gonna have to wait y'all go tomorrow when i'm awake fuck this shit right and a lot of times people actually give movies bad reviews because they were tired yes like and you like i love firestarter but they'll be like it was six sleeps in this movie i'm like no nigga you not sleeping enough in your life and you fall asleep in the theater because it's dark and you're gonna recline and seat yes and your body relaxes like like that's 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 telling you your life is not giving you enough rest so you catching it your body's catching it where it can where it can it's like oh, 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 let's go that's not what's really supposed to happen but i mean but it's you know obviously it's still funny that they say you know this movie has six sleeps uh whatever and listening to the review i realized i missed a lot lol shaking my head and yes the antique and weapon store fight was one of my favorites loved holly berry in this movie told my sister i want to see her in more roles like this same yeah i'd watch a holly berry spinoff of john wick i hope they i'm do. surprised they haven't fast and furious up this shit and started doing spinoffs with other actors and shit because uh no offense to keanu but like is it that tough to play the badass dude that doesn't speak a lot 
feel like him and common and holly berry and there's a bunch of actors that might be able to pull this one off no no offense to him because he's great at it i'm tired of seeing crying scared sweaty holly holly yeah she always losing them kids come on losing all the cheering she does those roles well but i love seeing her like this thanks for all the great premium content i hope y'all enjoying your break you deserve it thanks amon that's all of the feedback for uh sport movie reviews uh thank you so much guys for listening uh we appreciate y'all um and uh yeah we'll holler at you guys uh next movie i think i'm gonna see the that terrible x-man movie everybody's talking about i'll probably see that and uh, i'm sure that you know it'll i'm sure i'll have to see it by myself yeah i i i, I may go but i don't I, yeah. i'll figure i'll find someone to review it all right y'all talk to y'all later peace, peace.